I never really saw anybody in media that was like, oh, like being a chef is something to be proud of, you know, um, being a chef is something that you can actually succeed in and, you know, be great. Welcome to A Thousand Days Podcast. This is Daquan, uh, Chef DQ. We're here with Nicole and Patrick. This is episode nine. 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 We're almost 10%, 1% done with the amount of episodes almost one. that we got to do. Because we got to do a thousand. Um, this episode, we're going to be talking about, um, what are we talking about? Hidden effects. Hidden effects of business. Um, see how things that affect business that you're not aware of. Things that affect business that you're not aware of. Um, and it's actually good timing right now to talk about that because right now, right now, right now in the real world, we're actually dealing with um, some Canadian forest fires that are uh, blowing from the north coming down south and it's causing a haze and air quality of stuff. Um, and we, as business owners of this specific industry, obviously it doesn't affect us. We don't care. We're like, whatever, blah, 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 X, Y, Z. But to some people that are in a different industry, it could matter. And we don't even know why it's happening. So we were just in Outer Banks. I was just talking to um, one of our friends that lived down there. And I was just asking her, like, you know, um, she kind of made a mention of it a couple of times. So I was like, you know, is it a big deal? Um, she says, uh, yes, the air quality is, uh, is a very big deal. One, because it also affects the birds that we were looking at. Um, and two, it also could affect the crops that um, people grow um, down there in the Outer Banks. Um, so, I mean, that's something, if you had a business that depended on one of those two things, and you're just like, hey, what's going on? And this is some tragic event that's happening in an entirely other country that just kind of blew your way. And you're like, what's going on? So I think um, that's very on time for this. But, you know, what I want to kind of focus on is, again, just things that are happening um, to your business, kind of unbeknownst to you. Uh, we, we are in a restaurant. So our business is kind of contingent upon people choosing us to eat at, at that specific time, that specific day, and the restaurant industry is a lot of ups and downs. It goes, we'll get a lot of orders one Saturday or Sunday, and then we'll get a little bit of orders one Saturday and Sunday. And it's almost like this guessing game of us trying to figure out how do we navigate that? How do we staff? What do we look for? Why are we not busy? How do we get back busy? How do we get busy every day? And, you know, you always have to go to ups and downs, but... Um, and there's a lot of things that kind of go into that equation, um, even a thing of uh, season. can't affect seasons, but seasons are uh, affects us greatly. So when summer comes, we usually get a little bit slower while people are gone on their vacations and things like that. Um, and then once people come back from school, it gets a, more, a little bit more stable. Those are things we just can't do anything about. And we've just learned that over the course of time of saying, oh, this is why in this specific month, in this specific week, it is now busy or not busy. Any things you guys know that are unbeknownst? Well, if it's not unbeknownst to you, you're not going to know, right? But 
Well, I don't have anything that quite goes along with what you're talking about. But this wine, did you guys taste it? We're going to get back to topic. It's fine. No, not yet. I did. Got it. A little bit. How about we try it? But to answer your question, go ahead and try it. I'd like y'all to try it. Um, To answer your question, um, someone... (laughs) Don't talk yet. I got to taste the wine. Clearly. Okay. Yeah. Very... um, Wine. Sorry. Very crisp. Very. It's uh, terrible. You were saying? I wouldn't it's, say terrible. It's terrible. I don't it's think it's wine. terrible. It's wine. I think it says it on the bottle. Any bottle that says wine on the wine bottle is probably not great. But that's just me. I don't know. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> sidebar. But um, to respond to your question, um, one of the questions I had for you today when we were traveling back into town was, what can we do to engage them? So we don't necessarily know the factors, right? I mean, we don't. Like you said, it could be anything. Graduations, um, traveling. Um, we did something that have turned our guests off and they're not as engaged. We don't have good prices for what we said. I mean, it could be anything. So I feel like the guessing game of trying to figure out what it is is probably not necessary. However... What really I think matters is what do you do with that information of knowing, okay, the engagement is lost. Oops, sorry. Um, And so that was one of my questions with you today was like, what what can we do to re-engage? I mean, again, that's the, that's the, uh, it's always going to be a question because you're always just going to go up and down. You kind of have to just ride the wave of going up and down. You can start new promotions. You can reach out to the people who've always ordered from you. But that's something that we already do. We do that on a normal basis. So With reviews. I almost yeah. feel like it's just more about acceptance. Like, I mean, again, I, we've seen uh, order volume change almost strictly due to weather. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Like, if it's too nice outside, mm-hmm. the weather is too good, now we're just mm-hmm. not getting orders until later in the day when people are finally back at the house or stuff like that. Yep. So, I don't know. Like, to, to me, there's no, I well, what can we do to mitigate that? I don't think there's any sweet spot that we can create um, where it's just like, all right, we've found a way to capture every single order every yeah. single day mm-hmm. all year, you know? I think people are just always going to continue to live their lives in their specific ways, and all we can kind of continue to do is um, like be true to ourselves and, and remain available so that when that choice comes around to you know land on us, we're there to be chosen. You know. Well, the consistency definitely. Um... Yeah, I think consistency is a, is a great word, you know, or a great quality for us to have where knowing that it could change at any moment that puts us in a position to almost be as available as possible. Yeah. You know. I mean, the thing about um, a business, again, you're, you're essentially making a business to uh, solve a problem or fill a need. Mm-hmm. And there's always a need there. there be, everybody may not need that need all the time, but it's a cool thing about food is you always got to eat. So the need is going to come up again to eat. So how you kind of, again, ride that wave of just saying we're going to just be acceptance is just being consistent and just saying, look, 
we're going to be here these days at this time, all the time, X, Y, Z. And you know the food is always going to be good. You know, it's going to, you know you're going to get what you ordered. It's going to be good. It's going to be the same quality you got last time. And you just continue to go. Um, and then I think that's what builds your floors up. You know, once you say, okay, well, now we can handle 50 orders a day. Well, all right, we're going to get 70 orders next time. Now we can handle that again. All right, well, now we can, we can handle maybe 140 orders the next time. And it just keeps going up, so your floor becomes your consistent baseline. And then you're like, well, you know, because even with us, we started off, I mean, at the very, very beginning, I think we were, when we were counting tickets, we were, like, happy we got 10 tickets for the day and we made 100 and some dollars. And we're like, oh, man, wow, $100. You know, now we're, you know, our minimum is $1,000. It's like, okay. If you didn't make $1,000 a day, then it's an okay day. But where we started at was $100 was like, oh, man, we're, we're making it, you know. So I think um, even amongst the things that you just don't know what's happening around you, um, how to wade through those waters is just staying the course and being consistent because there's so many things out here that is just going to affect your business. Like I said, that you don't know. People are going through whatever in their lives, and they may not be able to get to your business. They may not be able to afford your business. I mean, we live in a world of um, economics where things are happening with people's money. They have less expendable incomes that they really want to spend on wants versus needs. Um, that kind of doesn't really have anything to do with us. Like, specifically, it has to do with us as a whole, but you know, specifically, it's like we can't really change the economics of the world or the economy that we live in currently just with us, our power. So, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there, you know, that I feel that we just, we just can't control. And so as we're going through this kind of business lifespan, it's like, all right, well, we just have to be good with kind of like what we get and kind of just accept it, like you said. I think uh, I think it's important uh, within business something that's so kind of all encompassing and, and involved to uh, purposely try to remain like self aware, you know, and, and aware of the the world around you and the things that's happening around you, you know, and to your point of like economics and stuff like that. Like it's important to know outside of your business what's going on, where you can be so wrapped up into like how am I paying my overhead, where am I getting my inventory, you know, how many customers that I get this week versus last week, when you know, like you said. Uh, Anything could be happening right outside your doors. And um, like I said, that's why I feel like just self-awareness and really just kind of recognizing the patterns, you know, when you're able to kind of be fully in your business but also be able to look outside and see, well, like I said, I, I know that every time it's sunny and above 85, you know, we lose about $400, mm -hmm. you know, depending on our um, operating hours. So it's almost just like I will say, for example, you know, I realize that now, you know, you're able to kind of pivot and adapt quickly if you really wanted to. It's just like, all right, well, because the weather's so nice, now we're opening two hours later. And we'll stay open two hours later. Yeah. You know? And, you know, capture uh, they're just the, the, I guess, whatever you're able to capture from that. But, mm -hmm. you know, you get what I'm saying, what I mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just being able to adapt and just kind of, like I said, be aware of the patterns that's happening. Yeah. And you can almost make a business based on those patterns that you figured out mm -hmm. because now you can adapt immediately and say, all right, this day, this time, this weather, X, Y, Z, all of these different things that kind of hit you off guard at one time, you say, all right, well, I know it's coming again. So mm -hmm. now let me plan 
for it coming again at a later date. And now you're kind of creating your business based off of these patterns. And now it's just kind of like almost an algorithm, almost like a computer. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, so. I see that as like one of the most important things that, that we've done within this kind of virtual restaurant space where like you know, our schedule is that malleable. And we're able to kind of create on the fly as we see it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, like you said, we see these patterns. Now we can specifically create our business around that, you know. We're open on this day at this time, and then it's completely different next week, literally based on what we know to be true, what we know uh, to be going on. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's pretty cool. You know, a funny thing, we've talked about it kind of jokingly, but funny enough, we were down in Outer Banks, and so uh, our friends kind of started to give us an entire plan, <laughs> entire plan of action of how we're going to get down there and do this. So we were joked about it. We were like, well... You know, we love to be in Outer Banks, and they have a very specific season where everybody is there. Um, and so it was like, okay, it would be cool for us to just shut down our operation or whatever, just open an operation in Outer Banks between the dates of Memorial Day and Labor Day. Because, you know, everybody's there, they're going to make a bunch of money, and then everybody goes home, and they don't come back till it gets warm again. And it's funny, I was kind of saying that like, off the cuff of saying, well... I kind of want to do that, but I don't really know how, what, when, you know, all the answers. And the funniest thing was um, the fact that I could tell our friends that were living there, um, and they just could immediately flourish an entire plan off just, oh, well, essentially, we know that in this specific area of, what is it, Kerala, Korova, Duck, Duck um, these different places that, you know, have a lot of money, um, and, you know, the demographic that lives there has a lot of money, essentially what we could do is be a kind of a specific service, a personal chef service to these people. So, obviously, going in there, opening a space would be a lot of overhead because they know people coming there and make a bunch of money. They're gonna, the real estate is very expensive. So they're like, well, instead of opening that place, maybe we get a little tiny kitchen somewhere that we just use for prep. And then we just go to different people's homes and just cook for mm-hmm. them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And that was really cool because she's like, you know, these people now, they've, they've gone from um, maybe having one home to now two homes and three homes. Now they have their family of 38 people that are coming and they need to eat. And a lot of those Restaurants are not big. You know, there are a lot of smaller restaurants. They probably only seat 60, maybe 100 seats, things like that. So the cool thing about this is, you know, now I can even just see how that's, a, that's me recognizing a pattern of saying, well, this is what affects businesses here. Mm-hmm. And you can almost make a, make a business based off of something that they can't, you can't control or they can't control and you could just say, well, we don't need to be open all year. We just need to be open at this time when everybody's here. And, and then we go away. To, and we don't need to deliver. We're going to bring the whole restaurant to your house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she even said that. She even said um, she created that, too. She was like, oh, well, then we get an RV or a bunch of trucks, four-wheel drive trucks that can drive on the beach. And now we can just deliver it straight to the mm-hmm. people on the beach. I was like. Yes, yes, yes. That's what we need to do. <laughs> so to do. it was really cool because we, she can see all of the, 
the needs or the wants that people would have there. And I mean, there's a whole business in just right there, just boom. <laughs> well, it started with um, the people on the yachts. Oh yeah. And um, on the boats, and they were, and she was just saying that you know a lot of them, they have personal chefs that go on and prepare their meals, and so then it just kind of evolved into, oh, we're gonna deliver on the beach. Um, <laughs> Which sounds good and all, but I'll leave my opinion out of it. <laughs> I think it's fun. I think that would be really fun. The only fun I see out of it is that we will be living on the beach mm-hmm. for three months. Yeah. That's the only fun. It's a nice beach. You say only fun like that's a bad thing. It's a nice beach. But I have to work. Eh. <laughs> like if you gotta work, I'd rather work at the beach. You I gotta mean, just, work. These last few days were, were amazing. Yeah. Um, but you don't gotta work all the time. I mean, you know, you say, "Hey, meet your Monday through Friday, and then rest of the weekend you got figure it out yourself, or even you know, two days off or something, or take shifts and stuff like that." You know, brings people with you and say, "Hey, you gonna work these days? I'm gonna work these days, and that's it." You where fit we, it into where we live in. Oh, well, we living right there beside them because apparently, apparently, she says the net income of each person is like four to $5,000 a week. So we living there. By the way, you mean on the beach outside? On the beach, right there. Right there. In, the in, in, the, in, the, in the next house. Oh, yeah, we coming over. We coming over to cook for you. Don't worry about it. We'll go over there in a second. That's it. Or when we bring the restaurant to their house, you get a discount if you let us sleep here. Well, just for a little bit. Like, we're going to leave eventually. There you go. But, you know, and they house are big enough. Yeah, so, because they definitely got, I like, think four they called it mini, <laughs> mini hotels. Yeah. They got, they got enough space. There was, like, this one <laughs> that was connected with all, it was, like, three, like, a square one in the middle, and then, like, one that was turned to the side, another one that's turned to the side, and it was all one property. It was interesting. Yeah, so... There you go. Don't know how many people stay in that said property, but a lot. Um, and we can be up in there. There you go. I kind of see more of the premise of really cooking, dropping it off, dropping it off, and going along. Yeah, I mean that'd be cool too. I mean that was my first thing was saying we don't need a restaurant space because something like you know, um, like what we do is not even there. You know, like a. a oh ghost kitchen, a virtual restaurant, something where it's just no storefront, nobody can come in. This is just pick up, delivery, and drop off and stuff like that. I mean, that would that would explode, like, immediately almost. I mean, overall, I feel like it's just interesting just seeing how, just in these conversations, just how the paradigm of what a restaurant is is kind of shifting, mm-hmm. like, week to week, year to year, you know what I'm saying, within the last few years for sure, of just, I mean, it's almost like you can, really do how you want. And we're just talking about two spaces, really just like what we've kind of been doing here in the city and then another place like in the Outer Banks. But, you know, there's a whole world out here where it's like it could be a whole uh, different kind of concept. You know, who knows, in the Midwest, you know, so there's yeah. no water and different kind of things, whatever, whatever. But I don't know. It's just it's just interesting to see just how, how open this is becoming. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can you can do whatever. And I think that's the, the beauty of having those... Um, things that are holding you back, those hidden effects, because now, based on however you take those effects and you try to get over that, I mean, you're almost creating a whole different business. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, a regular restaurant may say, oh, well, if it's a terrible location, 
and it rains a lot, well, I can't survive. Well, you could if you change your entire business model to this. Mm-hmm. If you just pivot based on what's been handed to you. Well, what about the, um, you know, I went to this food truck called um, The Cousin's Main Lobster. Mm-hmm. And, and apparently they did it in New York a few years back. I saw someone's post about it. Yeah. And so they just go, I would imagine, from city to city, state to state, and they sell their menu for lobsters. And they, they, they place their food trucks, food trucks. Like, so it can be in an apartment complex. It could be, like, out here. I think, for me, instead of cooking in their homes, there's something about that that doesn't make me feel warm and fuzzy. But, um, but having a food truck where you can have run delivery in that specific area, but then people from Duck or Kerala or Kitty Hawk, you know, or Kills Devil... Manio even um, mm-hmm. can come and pick up from the food truck, and we can like, you literally could do it like two days here. Like I would do it back to back. So like I would say Monday, Tuesday we do Kills Devil. Mm-hmm. Um, Wednesday, you know Thursday we'll choose yeah, that's it. That's a crazy the thing hat. that they don't have a lot of food trucks. I think what, what I, feel I like think it has to be something against they're banning, that. They're banning it because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like food trucks, they'll be killing it down there. So they gotta be doing something against that. I think, but I think that would be the better way to go if they allow it. <laughs> I mean, you gotta and do I, and your it, research, and it gotta be that they don't allow it because somebody would have went down there and was like, mm, yeah. "This too good." Like, because <laughs> the fact, because even the fact that you could just be on the beach, like, because people, like, what is it between Kerala and Korova, whatever that people. In order to get there, they have to drive on the beach. Like, there's no only oh, way to get there. Mm-hmm. There's no road. The road stops. You got to take a right, lower your tire pressure or whatever, go on four-wheel drive, drive on the beach to get to the next town. So it's like, and people just park on the beach and just get in the water. Well, I don't right think we car. could be on the beach. That's what I'm saying. They, they would be beach. like, oh yeah, we're going to the beach right here. Boom, right because here. Because they're very big up. about preserving nature and not yes. littering. And and not, so I don't think it could be... Yeah, right yeah, yeah, I don't think it could be on the beach. But I do think it's something that can be looked into and I do think that it doesn't have to be us cooking in someone's home. I say, we, I say we get a house in the middle. I, I, I say that's good, and you just the deliver house. the meals to them. And then everybody, that's what I say. I think yeah, I, I, I think that's a good thing. But, but I mean, let's get back to the hidden gem, the hidden effects. Like, what would be the hidden effects that would prevent that? Well, like I say, somebody's not doing it for a reason. So, again, government ordinances and stuff like that. There's just so much stuff that you don't know that's going on of why something isn't happening or why couldn't it be successful or things like that. But it could not be. Somebody could not just thought of it. We could have just fleshed that out right here and there and somebody's like, well, I didn't think about it. So you never know. But I mean, there's so many things in life and in business that are just going to hit you from all sides. So again, it's just how you take it, how you take this punch, how you take this, you know, uppercut to your mouth and like, oh, dang it, this, this hurt, but hey, now we're going to turn left. Now we're going to turn right. So I think um, it's a good, good kind of fleshing out of stuff like that. Um, you know, for us, it's, that's what we thrive in. We switch, we change, we 
um, adapt to whatever has hurt us last week or the month before or the year before. And I think that's part of our success um, equation. So you guys agree? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like those thoughts, you know, they, they loosen you up. You know, they give you permission to be curious, you know. Even in the, I guess, the, the situation of like, you know, why aren't they? Uh, why aren't there that many food trucks in that area, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of just, oh, well, I don't see any, so I'm not going to do it. No, let me, let me ask why. Let me ask around. Mm-hmm. Let me see, are there any, you know, laws or ordinances in, in place that are preventing this? And if so, where do those lines stop? Where can I put this truck? How close to the beach can I have this truck mm-hmm. so that I still can, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like it just kind of opens up that line of thinking of, like I said, I can really be malleable. I can fit this to how I want and how it needs to be, yeah. you know, and be able to make it work, you know, where these hidden things aren't necessarily hindrances, you know, they're just kind of, I don't know, just like situations that, that see how, almost how dedicated you really are to kind of making your thing work. Mm-hmm. But like I said, you're always going to get hit from, from a side that you weren't looking at. Almost yeah. specifically, whatever side you're not looking at, that's where you're going to get hit from. Yep. But, you know, how deep are you really trying to get into this thing? Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, well, we've got a couple more minutes left um, in this episode. But, you know, some takeaways, you know, is that... You know, we really can't know the whys. We don't know the whys. But we just have to be able to um, seek answers, be consistent, and just be available and receiving for change. And, you know, um, and know that it's coming. (laughs) If there's anything that we know for sure is that change will always... Change will go. Yeah, it, it will always be prominent so or eminent <laughs> both both all of them <laughs> all of them <laughs> but um i think you know another episode that we'll be doing down the road would be pivoting we'll start talking about you know what businesses should look at and when they should start looking into making changes and doing things differently in the in their processes to um mm-hmm. you know get ahead yeah well that was a good episode, guys. We out of here. We gonna take it out with a bang. Bang, 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 bang. I never bang. really saw anybody. In the <laughs> like, I'm so nah. Like, being a chef is something to be proud of. You know, um, being a chef is something that you can actually succeed in. And-